Working with the horses, we're here at a 35-acre ranch, so it's really connecting to nature. Uh, the thing that we, we really enjoy about the organization is, especially when I founded it, my goal was to create a unique horse program or equine program, something that really didn't exist. And so we like to mix a lot of different things together to help people to heal. Today, we get to speak with Jacqueline Rhodes. She's the founder of a nonprofit organization, 99 Hearts. CEO of two startups and a business professional in the electrical industry. When she's not working and building, she's a professional cause-based musician, classic art enthusiast, and horse crazy gal that enjoys every moment of Colorado outdoors. I had the opportunity to speak with Jacqueline and her love for the nonprofit organization that she's the founder of and how we met years and years back when she performed on stage. So let's listen in to Jacqueline Rose on this episode. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Thank you so much, Jackie, for coming onto the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So walk us a little bit about what you're doing right now and what what brings you to our world and to share your story. Sure. Yes. Right now is actually the most exciting time of my life, oddly enough. Of course, this year dumped a little bit of, of hail on it, but uh, it's actually been a really amazing about it's going on four years now but uh, really in the heart of four primary ventures but the the thing i'm most passionate about and that really has fueled the other ventures is 99 hearts and so 99 hearts is my life dream a nonprofit organization i founded about five years ago now and we help people through horses and healing services this year we launched uh, officially launched our full program spectrum where in the, in the beginning we initially saw children and now we're seeing uh, veterans, families that have lost somebody through cancer or suicide and then folks that have struggled with suicide. So it's a little uh, expansion or a large expansion actually of the population that we are serving. That's amazing. And and now more than ever, my friend, friend has that hashtag going now more than ever. You know, we need that support. We need that connection the human connection because we're all staying at home or we're all you know staying put because of the COVID situation and, and whatever's going on all over the world and we are craving so much more human connection but more than human connection is that connection with our pets and, and and other animals so you mentioned horses and I love horses <laughs> so talk us through about what what it is that you know people can expect or uh, how the organization is working sure so the first service is family services and that's really what we've been doing the longest of and so we serve families of veterans that have ptsd or have struggled with suicide and then children and families that have lost someone through cancer or even have a parent that's really on that you know, critical, mm -hmm. critical uh, type situation. Uh, and then we also 
uh, we've taken other folks with special stories as well, but what that usually looks like is uh, working with the horses. We're here at a 35 acre ranch. So it's really connecting to nature. Uh, the thing that we, we really enjoy about the organization is, especially when I founded it, my, my entire goal was to create a unique horse program or a quine program, something that really didn't exist. And so we like to mix a lot of different things together to help people to heal. So hypnotherapy and horses, uh, Reiki and horses, and then workshops and group activities that help people to just obtain co coping mechanisms, uh, to figure out ways to bring passion into their lives. Um, little, little, homework assignments that'll help them to be able to continue after they leave our ranch. Uh, maybe they're here for eight sessions. Maybe they're only here for one, but the whole goal is to make an impact in their life. That's sustainable. So that's the family services side. And then workforce development is actually the newest. And what that is, I spent about 17 years really in the corporate world in leadership and all these things and so have a huge background in uh, workforce development and that's everything from resume services helping people with gainful employment um, skills and leadership communication development things like that and so we've decided to really focus our efforts on veterans so pretty heavily on veterans and then also first and second year apprentice trade people where there are a lot of opportunities out there that are untapped for people that maybe didn't have the opportunity to go to college, finish college, or even the learning aptitude to do so. So really focused in that. And then the third um, is our mainly retreats. Um, so a lot of retreats, day retreats, so they're only eight hours, but really gives a person four facilitators and the opportunity to get rid of all of the old uh, and then start bringing in a lot of that new. It's it's great for folks that have experienced trauma. So we really focus on suicide uh, awareness and support mm -hmm. in that third service. Wow, that's that is a powerful set of services for sure. Because I've I've talked to a whole bunch of different people on the podcast, and as I've you know gone through the past six months, the ton of people that I was able to connect through the different Facebook groups. And mental health is on top of mind or everybody, you know, it's like, how do I get through this? How do I, you know, we got together in such a crazy way that every day at 4 p.m. Eastern time, we would do a coffee chat and like five, five to 10 to 15 people would jump on Zoom call and we just talk about what we're feeling and, and basically connecting on the deeper level. It was such an opening, you know, experience that it, it really helped me over overcome overcome my fear of speaking in front of a camera or my fear of you know opening up and talking to other people it just creates that level of security that level of belongingness so having those services available i mean i think it's really really beautiful mm. Thank you. Yes. Excited. It really excited. It. I, I didn't imagine that the launch year of the other two programs of really going strong on those two was going to be a year like this. So I think more than ever before, suicide and, and depression, PTSD, a lot of those things have really just boiled up to the surface oh, yeah. where maybe someone spent 10 years not even thinking about it. So it's a unique time. It is. It is. Absolutely. So Jacqueline, tell us a little bit about how or what motivated you to start something like this? I mean, you, you mentioned you've been doing this for about five years, but what really inspired you to get this going? 
Sure. So actually started when I was five, the dream. And so very early on in my life. So it's been my life mission, really. It's, it's been quite beyond a dream. And ever since I was a little kid, so I actually grew up in an extraordinarily unique, horrific situation. Mm. So quite above and beyond to the degree that really every therapist I ever worked with when I was young, it was the worst story that they'd ever heard. Wow. And um, it was largely kind of behind the scenes type of trauma as well. So kind of that, you know, front facing, trying to act like a normal child and so forth. And so I actually um, was suicidal at the age of six and almost committed suicide at the age of six. Wow. So very extreme situation. And I didn't really even know there was a such thing as suicide. I just knew, well, there's got to be a way to escape. Mm. Right. And that was the only thing I could think of. But three years prior, I was at a fair and rode my first pony, which was this adorable white pony with little brown spots. And I'll always remember him, actually. And it was just this feeling of escape, flying, of just being free. Uh, and so I thought, well, I would daydream. So at, at night, I would always look up to the stars and make a wish. Um, and daydream, and ironically, it was actually in the same area where I started my dream of where our ranch lives today in Golden Gate Canyon area in Colorado. Mm -hmm. And so really cool the way it all circled back around. But um, I stood in the mirror really that day and was making the decision. It was on my sixth birthday and things kind of came to a head. And I had gotten a poster with these little white horses on it. And I decided, what if I can make that dream come true? And what if I actually can grow up to have this farm where people could come and ride horses? And so I decided that day I was just going to fight through it and hold on. And, and really, I, I, I made myself a promise. And it was regardless of what happens, as long as I'm alive, I'll get to that end result. And so it really inspired 99 Hearts and all of the different modalities of healing that we offer in each program. So if it's a retreat, things that happen throughout the day. I've really hand selected some of the things that changed my life because I did so many different avenues in my healing process. And the, I saw those that worked, those that worked for three weeks and those that really stuck. Mm -hmm. And so I personally have just um, had a passion for bringing unique ways for people to heal and connecting them to places uh, other than just talk therapy, which can of course be powerful, but where they can, they can really truly start making that transformation within and horses helped me to do that yeah. uh, over the years, even beyond that initial dream. You know, one of the guests I spoke with uh, a few weeks back also mentioned something about horses or you know she works with horses and she uses horses as a therapy one thing that stuck to me was as human beings we all carry a magnetic field and horses have such a larger magnetic field that as soon as you enter it you immediately start feeling calm so i can't imagine like being suicidal at six years old because my son he's almost six years old in in a few days like can't even imagine like what you had to go through to even have those feelings. It's, it's, it's mind, mind boggling. Yeah, it is. And you know, it's, it's odd at this stage. I realized um, over the last five years, it really has, has become apparent where if I hadn't gone through all that, yeah. I don't think I would care enough to actually just do it yeah. and make it real, you know? So it's actually 
become a really good thing in a lot of ways because I feel like when I when I've personally been facilitating or even had other facilitators present, I realize there's not really anything someone can heal from. And that's a beautiful way to kind of approach it where it's like, okay, we've got this. Yeah. No matter what you've done through, we could do it, you know? So I, I'm actually thankful for it now. Beautiful. Wasn't that the time? Yeah, it's it's the contrast, right? You you could tell the difference. Oh, this is the least, the most bottom you can be on a human level. Because without day or without night, we cannot appreciate the day, and the vice versa, right? So you'd have to gone through that experience to be able to have that motivation to create this service, to create this space it's a safe space for people to come and heal that's so beautiful i love it thank you what are so we we talked about you know your journey and and what inspired you to create this safe space for people to come and heal the different level of services that people can experience and as well as the motivations what motivated you to create something like this uh, would you mind sharing a few tips on what people can heal or, or the steps that they would go through into healing. Um, as some, for example, if somebody came in for the one day and they, you know, they have the eight hours, what's something that they can experience and um, how would they help them heal or, you know, share some of those, some of that expertise or tips. Sure. You, I like to, well, to, to go back to where the trauma began, and a lot of times in, in healing processes, we'll go, everybody avoids it, right? A lot of people avoid it because you think you have to relive something. And I'm really passionate about helping people without having to relive it. Um, but a, a tip I would give somebody that is maybe struggling with those thoughts and feelings is really going back to that core event and getting it out of out of yourself. Uh, it can be on paper. It doesn't have to be in a therapeutic setting. It could be getting that outside of yourself and really paying special attention to how you actually felt because sometimes it can be anger or hate that we experience after the hurt. But really going back to that hurt and nurturing the person that experienced it, I think is one of the most helpful ways. If you were five years old, 10 years old, 30 years old, going back and really nurturing that person, loving that person and understanding that person, realizing that all of these traits that can develop from protecting yourself after trauma are nothing other than just somebody trying, uh, us all trying to love ourselves yeah. and protect themselves from getting hurt. And so I think that that's very powerful on realizing that, accepting it and going, okay, I only do this. I'm only afraid of this because I'm trying not to get hurt again. And when you forgive yourself, that's the first step for, toward actually eliminating the behavior and replacing that behavior with acceptance, forgiveness, love, those types of things. That's, that's really touching because I myself, I don't, so I've, I probably experienced a ton of trauma when I was a child because I don't have any memory from between age five and 10. Like I can't remember what happened, right? I know we were, so I grew up in Saudi, in Pakistan. I, I, sorry, I was born in Pakistan. I was there for probably till age six or five or six. And then we moved to Saudi Arabia, but I don't have any memory from when I moved there to like one, like the only memory that I remember is I was probably 
nine or ten, and I was in the balcony and I was crying because I was missing my parents or something. I, it, it's just weird. I mean, I'm the oldest of five siblings at that time, so not having that memory or any other memory, it just it's just weird to me because I know my wife. She has picture photographic memory of everything that happened. So how would, how would I let's say go through a healing process like that and even bring it up to I guess critique or you know accepted that you know okay this has happened but why did this happen like is there something for that I don't know how else to explain it yeah you know there's a quite a few different types of healing for that type of trauma and I became a hypnotherapist in part because hypnotherapy helped me so much mm -hmm. And I didn't, I did, I went to a transformational hypnotherapist and she really helped me so much that I thought, well, I have to do this because the, I want to continue passing this on. So long story short, um, I had a lot of repressed memories myself and it's really just the mind saying, oh, I got to protect you mm -hmm. once again, right? From feeling pain. And so hypnotherapy, there's reframing hypnotherapy, which is a really beautiful, positive way when you have those repressed memories to heal that who you were at that age without having to dig up all the old memories and relive them again. And so you're really just in a, a relaxed state an impressionable state. Uh, and, and then we're able to work with the subconscious mind to help to reprogram some of those things. Even if you can't access those memories, yeah. uh, you can access that age and you can access some of the things that you might remember about that age and start reprogramming the way you feel about life, the way you feel about yourself and really going back to that time and healing that inner child without necessarily having to live it. That's what I found personally helpful, but there are a wide variety of techniques that out there yeah. and that even some of the facilitators that we work with um, use to help with that, those repressed memories and unresolved traumas. Wow. That's, no, that's really, that makes a lot of sense because um, hypnotherapy, so my wife, our third child that we had, my wife used hypnobirthing and she's like, oh, I'm going to go all natural. I'm going to, you know, so she, she was seeing an hypnotherapist, uh, uh, hypnobirth expert and we, we hired doulas. So, and it really helped us because her labor time was only three hours, <laughs> like within three hours. And then like she had, you know, crazy experience for the, with the first one 10 years ago where that was, you know, multiple hours long. Like it was like an all pretty long period, like enough long that I found out that her water broke. I was in California. I flew out to Virginia and the baby was still wasn't here. So you can imagine how much it helped. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a powerful thing. And of all the different things I tried, I will say hypnotherapy just kind of blew me away. I was expecting, you know, like little pendulum and you know, to be very sleepy. I was expecting something totally different. And it was not that at all. It was just this amazing experience. And, and I felt like I could just go on, you know, and just kind of go right back at that best version of my energy. Yeah. So really great. Nice. So what are some of your plans for the future? Where's 99 Hearts going? How, how are you planning on expanding? Are you bringing in more um, support and whatnot? What, where, where, where are you heading? Sure, sure. 
So um, actually, I have two other organizations that are that are for profit and working closely with a, group, a legal group at this moment and just outside of that business planning for social enterprise type scenario where there's permanent funding that continues to go to 99 hearts through those other business ventures. And so really, really stoked about that. And I think that'll give the organization some arm, some ammunition to grow um, organically and then just have that sustainable, even a year like this or, or even worse than this, right? Where there's still the ability for the organization to have funding and to continue, continue to go on yeah. um, and also allowing businesses to support the cause with some of those other services. So that's one big, huge piece that I spent nine months mm -hmm. really working on. And then the other piece for 99 Hearts itself, it, we would eventually like to be able to go national and to be able to actually go out to and to repeat the business model and go out to other states and other places mm -hmm. and be able to practice, even if it were just retreats, you know, perhaps flying various weekends and giving people, especially those that can't afford or don't have access to those types of services yeah. uh, to be able to experience that kind of healing is really where my my heart is and where our our focus is in the future to, to really grow that's that's just amazing uh, thank you so much for sharing your story sharing your journey and your motivations and the the amazing things that 99 hearts is able to do for others especially the veterans you know they need so much support not because uh, there's not enough support available because they've done such an amazing job in, you know, fighting for our country. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. And one of my passions is, is about that is parenting mm. where I think for the veterans that have experienced some tough things, not only are you healing, you're also parenting. And so the family services, I'm really excited to just continue expanding that so that also their children maybe have had to have a little too much anger or a little too much this or that at home. So being able to also support the family is a, an exciting thing for the, for the organization. No, fantastic. That's, that's beautiful. All right. So now we're at the time that we have some quick questions for you to learn a little bit more about Jacqueline and some of the things that makes you who you are. Mm -hmm. What is the one hobby that you wish you got into? You know, <laughs> I would say motorcycle racing, <laughs> uh, not uh, racing or just driving motorcycles. I, I've always been obsessed with it and I'm forever a spectator. So <laughs> no. that's, that would be it. I, I'm, I'm in there. I'm in that boat with you because I would love to get me a motorcycle as well. I've seen other people ride it and I'm like, when can I get me one? I even went <laughs> as far to, you know, study for the exam. I took a class to get a driver, get, get a license for the motorcycle. And I, w I passed, but I never went to the DMV to get my actual driver's license <laughs> because my dad That's said, so my dad said, no, you can't get a motorcycle. <laughs> Exactly. That's hilarious. Yeah, I want one. But once again, it's like, oh, do I want to add that risk onto my life? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and what really inspired me lately is um, Ewan McGregor with his best friend did a third trip called um, Long Way Up. They went to the south, po the southest of the southern tip of South America. They hopped onto two electric motorcycles, the Harley Davidsons, and they drove those bikes all the way up to LA. 
all oh, on bike. Wow. Took them 100 days and the different stuff they had to stop to recharge the bikes every night, right? And they're only able to like 70 miles when it was cold, when it got warmer, they were able to do 130 miles on that, on that single charge. So just watching that journey was like, inspired me even more. I'm like, okay, let me see if I can find these electric bikes. Awesome. Oh, nice. Love it. Yeah, one day I, I, I do, mark my words, I will have a motorcycle one All day. Right. I don't care if I'm super <laughs> Please send me a photo. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right, next question. What did you want to be when you were a child? I, well, in addition to the, because I had the 99 Hearts as such a long-term passion, that was always there. But profession-wise, I actually wanted to be a veterinarian. Mm. I, I thought it would be wonderful to work on horses. So abandon that dream early on. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Next question. What is your favorite movie or TV show? So... I watch mostly comedy, so I've got to mm -hmm. say I really like Burt Kreischer quite a bit, Kevin Hart. I, I really stand up comedy. I don't even I don't really even know my favorite movie anymore. It's always stand up <laughs> comedy, just kind of winding down at the end of the day and just laughing. I feel like that's yeah. everything in life. I'd much rather do that than anything else. <laughs> so, no, absolutely. Actually, every single movie of Kevin Hart is so amazingly put together one because kevin just gets to write his entire dialogue for his own movies i mean it's not his own like any movie that he's in he gets to do his own dialogue mm -hmm. because of what he was able to build through his stand-up comedy routines uh you if you haven't heard yet if you haven't read his book yet go check it out you're gonna love it i have what is it called by the way um Good question. <laughs> I'll, I'll Google it. But yeah, it's, it's an awesome book. Um, and he himself narrates his audiobooks. So if you're into audiobooks, it's awesome. If you can read it, you know, that, that's totally different. Um, I just, I just, it's just ringing in my head as I'm talking. I'm trying to get to the next question, like him talking. It's like, this is the best shoot book you've ever heard because <laughs> it's Kevin Hart. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Mm, Gone in 60 Seconds. I don't remember that movie. <laughs> that one, definitely. I love those cars. Love, I'm, I, I collect oh classics. My God. So back in those days, oh, really? it was like, uh, when it first came out, I loved that movie. So what are some of your classic cars that you have uh, in store? Now, so I, I sold, I had a 67 Camaro. I sold it. That's my biggest life regret thus far. Um, and, but right now I have a 69 Chevelle that I've had for a long time now, uh, since 2004, mm -hmm. I think. And wow. I, I saved up and got that really lucky deal from the first owner. And then, uh, I have a 70 Barracuda. It's a black, uh, grand coupe, which black, a black, uh, Barracuda in the seventies was very rare because they were, everybody was in mm. neon colors. So it's that's my sweet baby, but it's sitting there in the garage right now. I don't I don't race it or nice. anything, but I just yeah. love classic cars. I think I will throughout the rest of my life, even if we never, <laughs> even if humans decide electric is it. I I just love that <laughs> muscle cars, especially American muscle cars. That's right. That's that's amazing. Um, there's actually a company I can't remember, but they are building engines 
electric engines so that you can put them in any car, like literally any car. They're putting electric engines in Corvettes and Audi A7s, like any car you can imagine. They've got a they've got the setup so that you can remove your engine and put in an electric motor and connect your your tranny and whatnot. But that engine noise from those <laughs> classic cars is to die for. Yeah, if, if I ever do a conversion, I'm gonna have to like play actual audio through really loud speakers <laughs> of the original <laughs> engines. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's amazing though. That's really cool actually. I'm sure one day people are gonna be yeah. driving those around or replicas of them with electric motor. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Next question. Who is your favorite superhero? I, you know, movie-wise, I really like Iron Man, but Spider-Man was back in the day when I was a kid. I always loved Spider-Man. I still even have all my old yeah. Spider-Man leggings and whatnot, so <laughs> got to love Spider-Man. Very, very awesome. Very awesome. Um, Iron Man is definitely one of the best ones in the last decade and a half. I know, you know, especially with Tony Stark playing the character, it's... It's just epic. I, I was recently listening to a interview uh, that Tony Stark was giving on BBC, and it was basically children asking questions to actors. So one question to him was, do you ever at home pretend to be Iron Man? <laughs> so he said that, it's funny, he said that before he auditioned for the movie, he stood in front of a camera and he's like, can I be this confident man? So he's basically standing in front of the mirror and talking to himself as he is Tony Stark. He basically methoded himself to be Tony Stark. Oh, wow. So that was just epic. I, I just had goosebumps listening to, to that. I'm like, wait, wait. He had to audition to be that person. Well, obviously... That's the that's the way it goes, right? So that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, I love his. his uh, although it's a, a fictional story, I love his leadership. I'm sure not everybody would love working for him, but I just like how powerful he is, <laughs> and just like a sort of villain, but really powerful villain. He kind of reminds me of Elon Musk, honestly, which is my mm -hmm. favorite real what, business idol in in real life. That's that he is. He is pretty amazing. Um, but I think his entire story arc in the 10, 15 different movies that he's been in, you see him struggling through something that he could have been, right? He's he's having these issues of, of, of grandeur. His dad wasn't there or, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's, like, you see him grow as a human being and then you see him grow as a superhero as well and being able to sacrifice because in that first Avengers movie, when Captain America tells him, you're not the one who's going to sacrifice. And it just, it really hurt him, right? It really hurt him at that time. And you could, you could see the tension. And then when the entire series ended, or when, in, you know, in Endgame, you just see it all unfold. And it's just, it's just beautiful. Can't say much about it. Yeah. <laughs> Last question. If you were a board game, what would it be? If I was a board game, Oh yes. my, <laughs> complicated. Let's see, chess for sure. <laughs> no chess. I I like playing chess way before Queen's Gambit, of course. But no, that's always been mm -hmm. the only real board game I can kind of like pay enough attention to because I'm always wanting to do art or whatever the case. 
yeah. and then if I was, yeah, it's about as complicated as I am. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, Jacqueline. It was a lot of fun talking with you. Where can my audience find you? Uh, you know, so 99 Hearts is at 99hearts.org. And that's the number nine, number nine. And then H-E-A-R-T-S dot O-R-G. Uh, and then New Perfect. Universe is my hypnotherapy practice. And that's N-E-W-Y-O-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-E. So New Got Universe dot universe. net. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's dot net, not dot com. Uh, and then mm-hmm. the other organization, it's it's uh, Hathor, H-A-T-H-O-R dot consulting. And that's my, Perfect. I'm a minority women business enterprise and we're still, we're still in startup, but really excited about that. Uh, those are probably the three, Wild Rose Ranch, which is where 99 Hearts operates out of and New Universe mm-hmm. operates out of. That's uh, Wild Rose, yep. thewildroseranch.com. Perfect. So I'll make sure to put in the, the links in the show notes so folks can get in touch with you. Hidden Terry 99 Hearts. If anybody's in Colorado area, guys, go check out the ranch. It's going to be awesome, epic. You're going to love it. Thank you so much, Jacqueline Rose. Appreciate your time and energy and your care and caring for all the folks around you. And thank you so much for sharing your journey. Thank you. It was great having me, or thank you for having me on. Great being on. Have a good one. Absolutely, you as well. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Hacks and Hobbies. You can find additional information on the guest today on their website, hacksandhobbies.com. Please feel free to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on upcoming interviews with amazing guests.